When you do a podcast, you've got to have a song where someone sings the title, What Could Go Wrong? What Could Go Wrong? The world is kind of scary when things don't go the right way, so listen to this podcast and it will probably be okay. Probably no guarantees. Hello and welcome to What Could Go Wrong, the best slash worst thing that could ever happen to Warriors. I'm Jeff from Happy Valley, joined by Chrissy, veteran escapee survivor, Murderville, Idaho. Hello. Also here is Jeremiah, who clawed his way out of his hometown, the Coffin, California. That's me. No matter how bad you think things are, these two think they could get worse. So I was out at the ocean the other day, and it's uh, pretty darn gorgeous, so I thought we might talk about all the fun things you can do at the ocean. Like beachcombing. Beachcombing is a fun, pleasant, family-filled activity. Yeah, yeah, because you can get all of the microplastics, you know, that are in the ocean and then end up on the beaches and inside of beach animals and then the beach animals die and then the microplastics stay when their bodies start decomposing and you can find that and it's gross whoa <laughs> i'd never whoa. thought of mining the animals for plastic oh man but if we start doing that there will be very few animals left yeah So I guess I guess that's a thing that can go wrong. Let's reclaim some microplastics by putting turtles in a blender. Oh, mm, turtle soup. soup. <laughs> Let's go dig up all those not dolphin safe nets and use them to haul dolphins into our boats and then get a sieve and push the dolphins through so we get the plastics. It's not even like that hard though. All you have to do is just like wait for them to die and then as they decompose you can just pull the plastics out of their decomposing corpses. Because the plastics don't go away. Like they just live inside their bodies and so then as they die. Chrissy, I appreciate that you're patient with your plans for world domination and all, the, all that. However, some of us are in a hurry and I think if we went and we picked up some discount pink slime making machines, like, you know, the burger companies are offloading, and we just pack it full of seals and then squish the seals through and rinse off that stuff with the ammonia that they use to make the burger stuff, then we should be able to harvest all that plastic. It's true. And with like the amount of plastic that we had, we could probably just like stop producing it. Like, we could just recycle all of that plastic and have enough plastic yeah, for all of our plastic needs, which is, like, thoroughly depressing and also a great business plan. Not quite what I thought we would get when we were combing the beaches for knickknacks and trinkets, but uh, I guess that is a long-term business model you could pursue. Dear angel investors, <laughs> as we speak, oil supplies across the world are... Well, they're increasing, right? But you don't care about new oil. You want vintage microplastics from the finest animals that have been custodians of these microplastics, <laughs> keeping them safe until we and our very profitable business that you give me lots of money for is able to extract them from these animals. Uh, sandcastles. <laughs> Let's go to sandcastles. 
Dear angel investors, <laughs> with the collapse of Bitcoin, you're looking for a safe place to put your money. Why not? Sandcastles. All the beauty and splendor of a regular castle at a fraction of the cost. Oh. Yep, that seems like a solid plan. <laughs> I mean, nothing could go wrong with putting all your money into beachfront property made out of sand. Nope. <laughs> Definitely not like the rising oceans because we've destroyed the polar ice caps. <laughs> That just means other animals are being brought to you by the frozen ice in small chunklets to then put into your meat processing and sandcastle business. Dear angel investors, <laughs> you might think that melting polar ice caps and rising sea levels might affect your beachfront sandcastle. However, our scientists show that with global warming, People will also get warmer and drink more water, which will cause the sea level to lower as people consume more water. Think about it. Send checks now. <laughs> this is so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well now that you're using both the foundation of the sandcastles as, you know, a place to hide the bodies or remains... That we don't want to deal with. And apparently investments. Let's move on to deep sea fishing. Oh, there's still fish in the ocean? I mean, it depends on how many animals you process for your microplastic harvesting. I just, like, I read somewhere that there will be no more fish in, like, 20 to 50 years. Because the oceans are, like, rising in acidity and temperature or something. And... Like, so the fish are just going to die and we won't have any more of those. So I just, I mean, like deep sea fishing then won't be a thing. So I guess that there's kind of a very niche um, career <laughs> that exists yeah. that will be out of jobs. At least they won't be losing their jobs to robots like everybody else. But uh, like 15, 20 years ago, uh, fishing for orange roughy was you know a food staple fish it was referred to as roughy mining because you would just throw in the big old net and basically extract these fish there wasn't any fishing skill involved it was deploy net scoop stack fish freeze them turn into a, a mcdonald's sandwich right like and i imagine that that was 20 years ago so that fish is probably mostly extinct and they've probably moved like three or four ugliness levels of fish down which is the neat thing with food fishes, right? Is that you start with cod. That's an okay looking fish. And then you go to ling cod, which is a cod with a long pencil shaped tumor on its lip. And then you go to ruffy, which looks like somebody ruined a bath sponge. And then you go down to like the bottom fish that are just all squished and wrong and icky and not fish like at all. But like the they have fish. meat in them. Like the bloodfish, or a midshipman, or, I mean, skates, rays. Wait, aren't midshipmen, like, uh, the name for sailors? It is, but there's also a fish called the midshipman uh, that looks kind of like a batfish. I think it's a type of batfish. It is small, uh, has very pointy teeth, and weird little flippers. I just want to make sure that we hadn't already devolved into eating the people that caught the fish beforehand <laughs> not yet oh, no. we're getting there a few but, more I mean, years 
Also, for being real, though, like, sturgeon and catfish are both very bizarre looking and also, like, staple foods. So, yeah. Sometimes we just go straight for the, like, just real weird, unedible looking fish right off the top. Well, actually the bottom, because they... Talking about bottom, things but... that look like nightmares and eldritch horrors, tide pools. Um, so something that I will say about tide pools that I find just always a little disconcerting is that they are stagnant water, even though they're like temporarily stagnant. And I'm always a little scared of that because I grew up in the Pacific Northwest where stagnant water means mosquitoes and death. So tide pools, I always just avoid on that like thing that's been pushed into my head my whole life of like oh it's a stagnant pool run away <laughs> so i've never i've never really explored tide pools also isn't there like a thing where people spend too much time out in tide pools and then the tide comes in suddenly and they drown that's like a thing right i mean it's in the name like tide pools kill people I mean, I think it's the ocean, but the tide pool is certainly the yeah. bait. No, I think I've heard about that, the tide pool challenge. You try to stay out in the water as long as you can. And... You don't, it's not just like trying to ingest the whole thing. Oh, God. I mean, <laughs> kids these days. There's, ugh. I thought the tide pool challenge was drinking tide the detergent. Oh, no, that's the that's... tide pod challenge, <laughs> which is joke, different, Jeff. but the that's same. The joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was talking about like the tide pools where you go play with the crustaceans. <laughs> hey Jeff, have you ever been bit by a crab? I've been pinched by a crab. Well, I'm essentially it's just it tasting you. It's getting a little yeah, bit it's of... a hand bite. Yeah. It's just a nibble. I mean, I'm going to bite sucks. it back. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Or like stepped on a sea urchin. I've never done that because once again, don't go near tide pools or really the ocean or sand. But um, I've heard that also kind of isn't great. It's very stingy. Oh, yeah. And jellyfish sharp. gets stuck in there. Definitely wear Weird. shoes when you're out there. Don't go barefoot. It's a mistake. Polychaete worms. There's all sorts of bad news in tide pools. Just don't touch them. And good news. Good news is you can touch things in them. <laughs> Snorkeling. Snorkeling's a safe thing to do in the ocean. You don't get far from land. Just get to enjoy to see the little fishies. They're normally the cute ones because they're near the shore. I don't go in the ocean. But it's so welcoming. It's like, nope. hey, I'm just going to come give you these big wet hugs in constant uh, pulsing motions. Sharks, riptides, unexplored territory, weird animals that we're still finding because we haven't explored everything. And so like new weird looking fish just keep appearing. Literal monsters. Monsters live in the ocean. I think the ocean might be the biggest thing you can touch. And that's kind of scary. 
I mean, that's kind of a pretty cool thought. I mean, think about how far back some of those molecules go. Oh my gosh, that makes me so nauseous. <laughs> like, it's huge, and you're tiny, and it's ancient, and you're this little eye blink of existence. And also, it will drown you and smash you to a billion pieces without even looking. And, like, it wants to, because let's, oh, yeah. the ocean hates us, because we are horrible to the ocean. Right. You got your riptides, you got your sleeper logs. Sleeper logs! The ocean throws sticks at you to murder you. And they're not sticks, they're trees. That's that's impressive. Yeah. I mean, how end-like is the uh, ocean, apparently? Um, I don't know, it's always been been pretty unfathomable to me. It's got a lot of fathoms, that's for sure. It goes all the way down. Alright, well I think that's all the time we have for tonight. Please, Chrissy and Jeremiah, please give our audience your fond farewells. I'm just going to leave you with this little piece of advice, and that is don't go in the ocean. The ocean hates you. And if you do go in the ocean, just do it for like very brief periods and only do it in the very top level of the ocean and make sure you do it under close supervision or use the buddy system so that you aren't murdered by the ocean. And like maybe bring like a peace offering and a small sacrifice. Oh, very important. Good point, Chrissy. Hey, angel investors, let's throw some angel investors into the ocean. That's such a good idea. All right, meet you there. All right, stay safe when you go out swimming in the ocean. Don't turn your back on it, but have a good time. Thanks for listening. Good night. Correction. Earlier, Jeremiah stated that the midshipman fish is a bad fish. It is actually a fish that belongs to the genus Porichthyus, or toadfishes. We regret the error.